1: Greetings, folks, and welcome to Good News for the City, the radio broadcast ministry partnership between WABA Radio and One Heart DC, right here on life-changing talk radio, 105.1 FM, WAVA. My name is Dennis Williams. I'm director of ministry for WAVA Radio, and I want to welcome you to today's broadcast. Well, folks, as I begin today, would you hear these words from Psalm 34? The Lord is close to the brokenhearted and saves those who are crushed in spirit. Trauma is a deep wound of the heart and mind that takes a long time to heal. Well, the American Bible Society knows that God's Word offers hope and comfort to the afflicted. Their Bible-based trauma healing program offers healing in a small group setting, and we want to talk to them about that today. And of course, here to get us started, to introduce our guest for the day is my good friend, my co-host of Good News for the City, Pastor Brian Bale, Senior Pastor at Christian Fellowship Church in Ashburn, Virginia. Hey, friend. Good to see you, man. God bless you.
2: Thank you. Hello, my friend. I know this is not new news to our listeners, but... We live in a broken, fallen world. In a broken, fallen world, there are all types of things that happen that lead to difficulty and hardship and, of course, trauma. And if there's anything that during the COVID pandemic has taught us is that more and more, that is a reality that people are having to deal with and are willing to deal with. And fortunately for us, we don't have to be without hope. The name of the show is Good News for the City. The gospel is good news. And when we say good news for the city, that can seem like a very general statement. And it is. And it's true. It's good news for the city. It's good news for the world. But it doesn't mean it's not also good news for the individual. And so today we're going to talk about that good news. And we're going to dive in to what it looks like to, to get some healing from Jesus in the midst of trauma and again, Dennis, this is one of those times, again, where we have guests on our show that when I read their bio, we'll be reminded of how much we still need to accomplish in these few less years that we have left on this world. But, dude, I got have, worn out reading it. That's right. I'm the tired, Reverend man. Dr. Nicole Martin. <laughs> I want to say that again. The Reverend Dr. Nicole Martin. So let me tell you a little bit about Nicole. She said, I call her Nicole, Dr. Nicole. I'll probably go back and forth, given the due respect she's due and earned. But she currently serves as vice president of church engagement and executive director of trauma healing at the American Bible Society. She joined them in 2016 as a city mobilizer in Charlotte, North Carolina, and then later served as director of U.S. ministry, supporting scripture engagement efforts in cities across the U.S. She's a former management consultant with Deloitte in Chicago. She's previously served as an executive minister at a multi-cert church in Charlotte, North Carolina. She teaches courses in ministry and leadership development at Gordon-Conwell. It's author of two books, Made to Lead, Empowering Women for Ministry and Leaning In, Letting Go, a Lenten devotional as well. Martin has uh, authored several articles. Uh, She has, Dr. Martin, several articles have been featured in USA Today, Christianity Today, and Charlotte Observer. She's a nationally recognized speaker. She's been inducted into the prestigious Dr. Martin Luther King, Jr., Board of Preachers at Morehouse College. Uh, and so that's amazing, and we could stop there, but we're not, we're gonna tell you some more about her. She's a graduate of Vanderbilt with a triple major in human organizational development, educational studies and French. She earned her Master's of Indy from Princeton Theological, a Doctor of Ministry from Gordon Conwell, and she currently serves on the Board of National Association of Evangelicals and a member of the Board of Trustees at Gordon College there in New England. She resides in Baltimore with her husband, Dr. Mark Martin, and their two daughters, Addison and Josephine. Man, I am tired already <laughs> in a good way. Well, but man, I love she's this. Been, because, she's been loafing
1: around, Brian. Come on. Yeah, I love this. I mean, come on.
2: What we're, we're going to talk about today, Dr. Nicole, I think that a lot of people could say, Oh yeah, that sounds nice, but, and it's good to talk to people we know has had the education, had the experience, had the background to speak into this issue and the power of the gospel. So let's first start with the American Bible Society. Uh, What is the mission of American Bible Society? Because a lot of people may go, well, how does that fit with trauma healing?
3: That's right. Oh, my goodness. Dennis and Brian, thank you so much for having me here. This is going to be so much fun. It's great to have you. So um, American Bible Society has been around for 205 years, and the mission is to make the Bible available to every person in a, in a language and format each can understand and afford so all may experience its life-changing message. Mm-hmm. That's the simple yeah. mission, and trauma healing feeds right into that.
2: Yeah. So I don't think that a lot of times people would think, say, okay, the Bible and trauma healing, because we have this tendency, I think, uh, intentionally sometimes, but certainly a lot of times unintentionally, where we separate our worlds into compartments, mm-hmm. right? Yes. Well, this is my yes. biblical world, and this is my regular world. And and too often, that false dichotomy that we create, that we've talked about in the show too often, mm-hmm. about this challenge that we have of integrating the truth of Scripture, integrating the truth of who Jesus Christ is, integrating the Bible into every point in every day of our life, we, we fall short on that challenge. Mm-hmm. And I think certainly when we're going to talk about trauma today, that could be an area that we fall short in, in integrating that. in. So why don't you explain a little bit for our listeners, the type of trauma that you address in the healing program that we're talking about?
3: Awesome. So trauma really is a barrier to Bible engagement. We see this globally when people are receiving a Bible translation for the first time in their heart language. Sometimes tribal warfare, loss in the family, betrayal, abuse keeps them from really engaging in God's word. The Mm -hmm. same is true even in America for people who are very engaged in God's word. When there is a block of trauma, and trauma, as you all already said, is a wound of the heart. So that could be the death of a loved one, that could be an abusive situation. Whenever there is trauma, it can be a block for our engaging with God's word. But as Mm. we begin to see God who heals our wounded hearts, as we begin to see God who is present in the pain, then we can have a deeper relationship with God
2: and engage in God's word more than we ever have before. And that's why this is so important. I love what you just said there, that he's present in the pain, because I think there's a misnomer oftentimes that in the midst of the pain, we've been abandoned in the midst of the pain that he is not there yet. The truth is sometimes it is very challenging understand where he is present in the pain. So I imagine that one of the things that your program talks about is helping to understand where he was in that. So let's talk about that program uh, about trauma healing. How does that program work. Um, Oftentimes, we get connected with people on the show who offer programs. And one Mm thing I've just recently said is that that programs, oftentimes, when we use those words, can feel very impersonal just by using that term. Uh, But that certainly is not the case here, I don't believe.
3: That's right. Yeah. So when we say program, what we mean is this is a train the trainer process and process is probably a better word. So we work with the church to train individuals to lead healing groups. And a healing group is like a small group, like a Bible study, eight to 10 people. And they walk through a curriculum that we've created called healing the wounds of trauma, how the church can help. This is for the church. It's written with the church. It's like a Bible study. And it takes people through a healing arc that starts with suffering and ends with redemption
2: and hope. Mm, Yeah. So when you do this, um, Mm -hmm. you train the trainers, you do that. I imagine that even in, um, this time, and again, you know, we're still sort of trying to figure out what COVID is going to eventually lead us into the next chapter. We're glad that the numbers are down. We're glad that mm-hmm. we seem to be making progress, at least here in the United States, while there's still many challenges all throughout the world and other places. Yes. Um, it, it changed a little bit during COVID about how you would lead sessions. And we're even doing this radio show completely different than we did 15 months ago yeah, uh, when it all started. Have you been able to be effective in sort of this training and virtually Mm -hmm. and how have you otherwise sort of adapted, so to speak, during this time?
3: Yeah. You know, like most organizations, we were forced into a digital reality, a virtual Mm -hmm. reality. And at first there was some skepticism. Will people join? Will they be honest? Will they be open about their stories? What we found is our healing groups online have taken off. We've had more healing groups in the past 15 months than we've ever had in wow. the program. That's and cool. what's happening is as people are engaging online, they're meeting with people outside of their local circles. So in, a, in an in-person healing group, you're maybe with people in your church or in your neighborhood. So there is a little, there's a safety, but there may be an apprehension because you know them. When you join a virtual healing group, you're with people that you may not know. And we're seeing bigger levels of vulnerability. People are more open about sharing their points of pain. They're more open about connecting with others. And that's become, I think, part of God's redemption of this time. What was meant to be a hard thing has actually, by God's grace, become a beautiful gift.
2: Yeah, what Joseph reminds us of yes. in the end of Genesis, when he's looking to his brothers, what you meant for harm, That's right. God meant for good. And, you know, and again, we don't want to throw that verse out. I have this saying that lots of times we just kind of Bible bomb people with verses and walk away <laughs> right. and, and and miss the challenge of that. You know, Joseph went through many, many years of difficulty before oh, that statement was made. So yeah. we don't want to ever underestimate or... Act like the pain that people in haven 't been significant and long, and i don 't hear you saying that at all, but no. but also push back to Jesus and say, Listen, he has the ability to redeem to yeah. use he doesn 't waste our pain that's in that right. way now, I love how you talked about one of the things about these virtual groups that it sort mm-hmm. of adds a level of vulnerability that 's yeah. possible there, and you mentioned specifically like If I'm inside my local church, sometimes my vulnerability is not as large. Talk about that a little bit of why that would be so in your experience.
3: Yeah. So, you know, having local communities with people that know each other has its advantages because you don't have to do the introductions. The ground is kind of already safe. But it does have a, a bit of a drawback because you wonder, will what I share in this group show up when I meet this person in the grocery store? Will it come out in a prayer request? You know how we do the prayer request, quote unquote. And yeah, you know, I, I love <laughs> that. I
2: wish people could see you when you're doing this. This is not audio only show but you did sort of the error quotes with prayer air requests, quote, and I think okay. any of us who've been well, in a, we've all seen yeah, that, man. a church <laughs> environment <laughs> have been on the end of a prayer request, mm-hmm. you know, a gossip basically yes. covered up by the term yes. of prayer request. It's yes. yes. very scary. So it yes, yes. So
3: you know that that can that can kind of be challenging. But I was when I first started working with trauma healing, I joined a healing group. I was with people from uh, New Mexico. There were there was a couple from California. There was a gentleman in Texas. I did not know them, but the facilitators, and this is why we train our facilitators. The facilitators were so uh, well-equipped to create psychological safety so that I knew I could share with them and it wouldn't go anywhere. Mm. Part of the healing process has to be a safe environment where you feel you can encounter God there, but you encounter God with each other. And that's what this is about.
2: I love encounter God with each other because I think there can be this tendency, certainly in America, um, for an independent streak. Uh, and, and there's nothing wrong with wanting to be independent, but there's also plenty of time to we understand that's a, an Achilles heel. Mm-hmm. We think I've got to work through this myself. I've got to do this on my own. Even I've got to work through this up and do this on my own, just with Jesus, right. Mm-hmm. And, and miss the importance of having communities. Talk about why some of these small group sessions are so mm-hmm. important in light of that.
3: Yeah. So American Bible Society has done some research. It's called the State of the Bible. It's available online now if you just go to State of the Bible, American Bible Society. Um, But over the past 11 years, we've seen a correlation between Bible engagement and church or community engagement. When hmm. people read the Bible by themselves, they do grow in their relationship with God. But when they read the Bible together with other people, that's when you see real life transformation. It's kind of like what Paul was saying at the end of Ephesians three: together with all the saints, that you may know the love Amen. and the breadth, you know, breadth and the Amen. width and the depth of the love of God. Hmm. So when people come together with the Bible in community with mental health practices, that's where we see real transformation.
2: Yeah, mm-hmm. and I, I love mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. reminder. And I know I've said love probably three times already in this conversation, mm-hmm. but you keep saying a lot of things I love. So I'm going to keep using Radar. that word. <laughs> uh, but especially this idea of being in community together, it overcomes this lie that the enemy often tells us that we're the only ones. That's right. That we're the only ones. And it doesn't make the, us feel better that other people have been through it. It just makes Aye. us know that we're not alone Aye. in that. Yes, right? yes, and and yes. feeling alone is a, an over whelming and overpowering emotions sometimes that the enemy tries to use to distort the truth of God and what he says through his word. Mm -hmm. Now, you deal with all types of trauma in these groups, but specifically, I want to talk for just a moment about dealing with the trauma on a subject that we talk about fairly often here on Good News for the City, and that is dealing with racial injustice and the trauma that comes around that that can be Mm -hmm. a challenging subject that can be a difficult subject how do you address people dealing with that trauma especially if they find themselves in a group that's made up and looks from a racial makeup different than their particular racial background that may have zero to little understanding Mm -hmm. of where that's coming from
3: Oh, man, you know, none of us could have anticipated how important these conversations would be. They've always been important, but it feels that they've grown in importance over this past time period. So we developed generational trauma healing specifically to deal with um, the racial dynamics and how we can heal within our racial and ethnic backgrounds. So this generational trauma healing program is set up a lot like our classic program. It's a group of eight to 10 people, but the curriculum guides us through history and through pain and suffering. And what we realize is we're not just talking about black people who have experienced racial trauma. We're not just talking about minorities who have experienced racial trauma. All of us, because of where we live, because of who we are, have experienced some trauma that has been passed on through the generations that connects with race. But if we can recognize that trauma together, we can heal together. And Mm. that's where we see amazing reconciliation and growth.
2: Yeah. You know, again, there was a conversation we recently had where someone reminded us that, that our job is to point people to the healer, yeah. not necessarily let's seek the healing, that yes. he is the, he is yes. the place. And, yes, and that's yes. what scripture reveals over and over through the living word, the living mm-hmm. Christ that is available to all of us who choose mm-hmm. to, believe to live in us, to bring about that healing that frankly, from an earthly perspective is not even possible, that's but right. that he makes it available. Now, I'm sure that uh, as director of this program and as someone who's been in the healing groups and those mm-hmm. sort of things that you've got a story or so, and I'm just going to spring this on if I can. One of the things our listeners love to hear is give me a story. Talk about a story of life change that's happened because of this group.
3: Oh man, geez, so many stories. Okay. So uh, one of the stories I heard today uh, was a couple who was connected with American Bible Society. They knew us from distribution and translation. That's kind of what ABS is most known for. But then in conversations with other people, they learned about trauma healing. So they said, well, you know, we live in, they lived in, in LA, I believe, and we live in an area with a lot of trauma. Let's see what this is about. They joined a healing group they then went from the healing group to join a training because they they were so uh, intrigued by it that they become they became trainers. They then started leading healing groups in their congregation. And then after they started leading healing groups in their congregation, other people from other churches said, we heard about what you guys are doing over there, healing the wounds of trauma in this city. and We want to be a part of it. They started equipping other people to lead healing groups in other Mm -hmm. congregations. And now we have what I would say is a movement of healing. Just because somebody leaned in. And I just... Man, that gets me so excited. <laughs>
2: yeah, well, let's absolutely. Talk about those, absolutely. You know, let's talk about those somebody that leans in. Yes. So we started the show by giving you a very, very long and lengthy bio. And we gave you oh. a little bit of a hard time. But basically, you know, that's just Dennis and I dealing with our insecurities on air. <laughs> but nonetheless, <laughs> there is a temptation, though, yeah. when we give a lengthy bio like this. I know as a pastor, I pastor Christian Fellowship Church in Ashburn. Sometimes when I say something, people look at the letters behind my name or my position and they begin to think, well, of course you can do that. that. Yep. Right. But this somebody's that we're talking about don't have to be as the world would say, somebody that's right in that way. So talk about how just anyone can, can take this sort of step and be a part of this process.
3: Oh, man, this program is for anyone. I, you know, one of the best stories that I remember, we've we've been doing this trauma healing program. It started 20 years ago in Central Africa, and mm-hmm. then it kind of transitioned about 10 years ago to take off in the U.S., but I have countless stories of people who uh, started out and thought, you know, I don't know if I uh, read well. I don't know if I can lead well. But when they connected with God in the midst of suffering, they got a case of the can't help it. You know, and this is sure, this is perhaps what sure. the woman at the well caught when she was talking to Jesus. That's right. These of the can't help. it. she left everything and went and told others about this man, about Jesus. The program is built so that anyone and everyone can just have a taste of God in the midst of suffering and be able to translate that to someone else. So this, I mean, again, my mind is flooded with all of these stories, but I know we we've done this in prisons and jails. We've done trauma healing in, in urban outreach. We've done trauma healing in rural areas where people didn't have anything more than a middle school education. And we have seen lives
2: transformed every single time. And so the real question that we need to grapple with isn't necessarily whether or not we feel equipped Whether we feel called,
0: Ah, because there's
2: that old statement that God doesn't call the equipped as much as he equips the called, And we can go back to the disciples. Mm -hmm. We got Matthew, who was a tax collector, who was also, which, strange enough, was on the same team as Simon the Zealot, who hated tax collectors. But God used both of them in backstories that we would consider to be. Not the greatest backstory. Yes. Uh, they don't have the education from the place yes. or whatever it might be. But what they did have was the call of God in their life. And so as people are listening, I really want to stay here. Uh, what Dr. Nicole's talking about is that what is it God is answer, calling and asking you do? Now, that is for the people who want to step in and then start a healing group and yes. want to move there. Let's take a moment to talk to someone who's, who may be hesitant. Yes. You know, they've tried it on their own. Mm-hmm. Or maybe they've tried some different manner or opportunity and it hasn't had the impact that they expected or wanted. Mm-hmm. Do you take a moment and, and just share some of your heart and some advice to someone who maybe hasn't to seek some healing?
3: Yes. You know, one of the things that I recognize daily is that healing really is a journey. And everyone is someplace on this journey but it doesn't matter where you are along the journey, we're all on the same journey. Mm-hmm. We developed uh, about three months ago something called Trauma Healing Basics just for this purpose because n- people kind of don't know where to start. And sometimes when you're so immersed in suffering and trauma, it can feel like starting is another journey in and of itself. But Trauma Healing Basics is one small thing that you can do today. You can watch a one minute video that talks about what is trauma, you can look at a quick exercise on how how to lament these are small steps that you can take, and most importantly, you can always pray. You know mm-hmm. prayers are a lifeline to talk to God, and wherever you are on this journey of healing and hope, God is there to listen and to hear your heart
2: as you pray. I love that, and you can find out more about the trauma healing basics you just talked about by going to www that 's all one word trauma healing basics. Mm -hmm. dot o r g and just this vivid reminder that we're on a journey yes we are i think that that too often one of the tools of the enemy again is to uh, focus on where we are not on where we have been and that uh, god little by little in place now there'll be people who listen to this and say hey i want my pastor my church to know about it their church leaders are listening about it and say hey this sounds great Uh, how would you suggest they consider getting involved and what would they do oh one place hope
3: that American Bible That's Mm -hmm. where you can start today. You can start to find a group. If you want to join a healing group, you can start and figure out how you can lead a group. We even have sessions for pastors and leaders who are thinking about starting trauma healing in their church. And on that page, you can find a leader session where you and maybe a couple of other people, elders, leaders, discipleship members can come and be a part of of the session and learn more about this. And you can always contact me as well. You can reach out to me, I'd be glad to lead you in the right direction. But hope.americanbible.org is the best place to start.
2: org, great place to start and a great reminder. Now, Nicole, as we close the show again, thank you for giving people hope. Thank you for giving us stories. One last thing you would want to share with someone that might be listening or on the fence.
3: Yeah, yeah, I want to end with how we started with the scripture. God is close to the brokenhearted, and it doesn't matter what you're going through, what you've been through. Amen. It doesn't matter Amen. you know, how this pandemic has affected us or what loss you've experienced. God is near, and these programs are here to remind us of the nearness of God and the joy that he gives us in community with each other
2: think the only appropriate response to that is amen. Right, Dennis? Amen, amen, amen. Amen. May I
3: ask one
1: more question, Dr. Nicole? Uh, I think I got this right. The traumahealingbasics.org. Is that where you can get... the how to lament. Did you mention yeah. that? How to lament?
3: I did. Yes. You can do a short download. You can download any of those resources for free and use them today. How to lament. What is trauma? We're about to come out with what is healing. Yes. Okay. That's the okay. place to go.
1: Man, I think we've just, I think we've lost that so much in our society. We don't know how to lament. That's right. And so. Man, man, oh man, oh man! Hey, Brian, here's another one, dude. Here's another amazing human being that God has gifted us with. That we got to have you back on. Oh right? man, Doctor Nicole, you for we got to, we got to have you back on. So um, we will do that again. And, and just God bless you. Thank you so much for doing mm-hmm. this, folks. Um, you heard it. Go to hope.americanbible.org, hope.americanbible.org, or <clears throat> the uh, the healing is a journey is how to lament. That traumahealingbasics.org, traumahealingbasics.org. You can also go to Good News for the City. um, Listen to this again. Um, There's so much, there's so much of a wealth of information um, from Dr. Nicole today. So um, goodnewsforthecity.com, you can listen to it again. Or if you really um, need to get some help and you can't find it anywhere else, I'll get you in touch with her. You can call me at the radio station 703 807 226 Again, thank you guys. God bless you, Brian. God bless you, Dr. Nicole. Thank you for all of this. We appreciate it. And folks, we'll see you again next week. And just remember, it's the gospel that makes a way. It's the
0: gospel, the
1: gospel that makes a way.
0: Thank you for joining us and listening to Good News for the City, a gospel partnership between WAVA and One Heart DC. This is a partnership. Movement which celebrates and seeks to accelerate the move of the gospel into the Washington, D.C. metro area. It is our prayer that through this radio broadcast ministry of good news for the city, we will see transformed lives and communities and more and more people responding to the good news of the gospel of Jesus Christ.